0: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to This Week in Mormons. The sisters is a sisters edition, otherwise known as Twim Sisters, with your hosts, Ariane Smith. And Tiffany Hales.
1: Here for August. We are. Although you have been around quite a bit lately. I have been around quite a bit lately. Ariane, I've been cheating on you. Oh. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I did, but I'm actually quite okay with it. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I have not been exclusively just podcasting with Arianne. I have picked up a second podcast. So I'm podcasting twice a month, once with Arianne and then once with, um, I don't want to say just random people because it's been my friends, people that mm-hmm. I know. And so, and listeners, last time you had a
0: a faithful listener,
1: which is so fun. So you may recall, Mm -hmm. I put out a call to anybody, uh, any TWIM listeners who want Mm -hmm. to come on and podcast uh, that I would be the lead and I would run everything and the technical stuff. And I had a listener, Sarah Jorgensen, who said, I would like to do that. And so I podcasted with her at the end of July and it was so much fun. And we got a lot of really good feedback Mm -hmm. on her podcast. So I am definitely inviting her back again because she had a good time and I had a good time, but I have this new segment for TWIM. And so, as you know, our, our TWIM podcast is called the TWIM sisters. And then we have the international edition that is done by the two Daniels. Uh And then we have Matt and Melissa and they're still, I think, they're, they're trying on different names for size. They're workshopping it. They're workshopping it. But okay. I have to tell you, I really wish they would go by the Twim M&Ms. <laughs> I just think that is such a fun name. And they could start, they they do a lot of fun uh, segments on their show. They could start off their podcast each time saying, well, today I'm feeling like the yellow M&M. <laughs> then one of them could say, well, I'm feeling like the red M&M. They could, <laughs> they could define their moods by the colors of the M&Ms. That could be fun. It could be really fun. <laughs> but I need to come Up with a name for my segment that I do without you because when I introduce it, I just say this is Tiffany Hales, one half of the twin sisters. And and it really don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. So I have come up with a name. Ooh, what is it? I am going to call it Tiffany and Friends because that pretty much describes what Mm -hmm. it is. I've just asked a lot of friends and people that I know to come on and podcast with me to kind of give Mm -hmm. some different voices and viewpoints. And I have a really good acronym. For it, TAF TAF Tiffany and Friends.
0: Taff. Okay, I like it.
1: So, we, the twin, we, we
0: love an acronym around we here, do love an acronym. here as members of the church, <laughs> exactly.
1: So. But, uh, so I'll have to see if I'm going to refer to it as the mm-hmm. twin TAF or if I'm just going to say twin Tiffany and Friends. Uh-huh. Okay, so, I like it very much, anyway. So, I'm going to plug what I'm going to do in two weeks. I've got my guest for the next in two weeks. Okay, tell us so. You remember last month when we podcasted mm-hmm. and we were in California and we were with our sister CRS, right. and she had talked about going to this Mormon history conference mm-hmm. in Albany, New York, or I think it was Albany or Rochester, somewhere up there, upstate New York, upstate New York, <laughs> um, there is a lady in my ward and her name is Jen Black. And she went to that same Mormon history conference and she presented a paper there that she had written uh-huh. on the history of the Relief Society manual that oh. had like spiritual living and uh-huh. cultural enrichment and all of these things. And so she is in my ward. Okay, did Sarah meet her? no they did not cross paths they did not cross paths and I don't even Mm -hmm. think Ciaran went to that presentation because Ciaran said there was a lot right you you had had to pick and choose Mm -hmm. so Jen's gonna come on she is gonna talk about her paper that she Mm -hmm. presented oh that'll be interesting and then she's gonna do some news stories with me I love it so for the next uh, tap Tiffany and friends okay well I'm really enjoying listening to it it's
0: really fun to be able to be like oh now I get to listen to her I don't (laughs) have to do any of the work I mean, once a month, I still do. Yes. (laughs) But it's fun to listen to you. Yes. Okay. Here is my latest. Oh, I can hardly wait. You kind of know this because I'm going to be crying to you throughout the next few weeks. But my youngest is going to kindergarten. He is five. If you're a longtime listener, you probably remember me announcing that I was pregnant on this podcast over five years ago. (laughs) Exactly. So as a stay-at-home mom... For many, many years. Yes. Like I worked and then I worked part-time with my first baby and then quit my job when she was about a year old. And I've had like part-time gigs here and there, but not like an actual job. Just like, you know, doing some graphic design from home. Yeah. Or I've started a a small business now. So I've had things, but... This is creating all kinds of feelings in my body. Ooh, I, I feel like. Explain these feelings. I feel like a midlife crisis bubbling oh, <laughs> under the surface. I just don't know how to feel about this. Okay. That's very fair. And from talking to my other mom friends, like this is pretty normal. Your youngest leaves and you're uh-huh. like, well, what now? Yeah. Not leaves, but you know. Goes to- and he's going to be in all day
1: kindergarten. Yeah. He's he is be in all day kindergarten. It's not like this so is a half day situation. Is not a
0: small transition. Yes. <laughs> so. so- that's all. It's just it's something we go through. I think it it's is. very common, and you just kind of say, "Well, what do I do now? Am I supposed to get a job? Am I supposed to not get a job? What am I going to do?" So, this is my plan. I, yes, that's going to be. I my do have a question: Is what is your plan? I've been thinking about this all summer. It's like this bubbling under the surface, like okay, feeling of terror. Okay. <laughs> so, cool. I did come up with a plan because I am a planner. Okay, so this first year, I'm not going to do anything drastic. That seems reasonable. I'm going to sit on this. But this first year, I'm going to try to grow my earring business. Okay. Because I will have more time to put into that. That's very like do it when I have time type of a deal. And you love your earring business. I do love my earring business. And it's a business. good and I'm, creative outlet I'm for I'm really you. grateful that I have that yes. already established. Thank you, COVID. Um, yes. Thank you, COVID. And then the other thing I am going to do, I have been making a list in my phone all summer of all of the things in my house that need to be repaired Ooh. or updated repainted from dings from children, like fixed up, taken care of. There is a long list of house projects.
1: Children are not kind to houses. No.
0: Of things that I'm like, you know what? This is my time. They will like be gone for a chunk during the day. It's just really hard to do a a house type project that involves paint or anything if your children are like
1: going to be back home yes. in two hours. <laughs> so. You know what though? You're going to have to be super organized because yeah. if you're like me, time expands to fill the space available. That's and true. so you think, oh my gosh, I've got all of this time. That's true. And then you don't. That's true. Because you piddle around and you're like, oh, let's surf Instagram. That is true. And then so.
0: the third prong of my plan is I'm going to do more volunteer work. So oh, okay. be- before my youngest was born, I used to deliver meals on wheels um, and I would take the other kid who was at that time a toddler with me and I do meals on wheels every other week delivery and I do this like cake thing that I still do, but I've really dropped off quite a bit in the past year uh-huh. where you bake cakes for kids in foster care, elderly people in hospice yes. for their birthdays and you, del- you can sign up and deliver cakes on their birthdays um, I'm sure I'll probably end up in the classroom a bit more now okay. that I, okay. now that I have no reason not to be. okay. <laughs> so, so volunteer house projects, my business. I love it. I'm going to do that for the first year and then we will reassess and see how we feel. Okay. Well, Hey, I'm glad you have a plan. I'm glad I have a so plan. So that you can work through your feelings. But I still might be calling you. That's fine. Also, I'm going to be my counselor next week. So she's going to get in earful about this. <laughs> <And> <laughs> i <laughs> But that's what she's there for. That is exactly what so. she's there for.
1: So no, that's 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 awesome. And so you know what you can do? You could just swing by my house and you know, deliver a Diet Coke and we can sit down and okay. eat lunch together. Well, that would also on be the fun. days that I'm working from home. So that would also be fun. That would also okay. be very fun. Add that to my list. Sir. Add that to your list. Actually, it'd probably be closer for you for the days that I'm in my office. That's because true. literally <laughs> my office is like a mile from your house. That's you true. just swing by my office. That is true. <laughs> so okay. Okay. All right. Should we do some news stories? Yes. Yes. Let's do some news. Okay. You have an update. I do. We, well, we have a whole variety of news tonight. We have an update to some stories that we've previously done. We have some news stories. Um, we just have a smattering of all sorts of different stuff. It's quite, it's quite the buffet of yes, stories. Yes, buffet of stories. So we have an update on Elder Holland, and this update was released on August 3rd. As you are aware, because we talked about this when we podcasted as Mm -hmm. sisters, and then I talked about it when I podcasted with Sarah, Mm -hmm. because the funeral had just happened, his wife passed away. And we already know that Elder Holland is not in good health. Mm -hmm. Well, the church released a statement on August 3rd that he is currently hospitalized for observation and treatment of ongoing health complications. And um, anyway, I, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. I think I mentioned it when I podcasted with Sarah that um I anticipated his health mm-hmm. was probably going to decline right just because um you know he misses her mm-hmm. and and that happens you see that a lot. you see that you see that a lot. And- I would really like him to hang on to general Conference and get one last message out of him, but I'm not sure that's gonna happen that's. Is- like a really sad thought yeah. to think that we've had our last i i, I hope
0: we elder have not Hollands. i hope had not
1: our last elder holland message i i hope that you know maybe he can rebound for this from this obviously this is the Lord's timing. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, I mean, he has to obviously have the will to live, but it is also the Lord's timing Mm -hmm. as well. So um, there's been no further updates since August 3rd. So Hmm. we are almost, um, we're nine days out from August 3rd, not or eight or nine days mm-hmm. and no updates that he's been released from the hospital, which they would have let us know. I would right? think that they would let us know. I think that because they gave mm-hmm. an update that he was in the hospital, I would think that they would be saying yeah. he's been released. So it's not a good sign anyway, but let's just keep him and his family in our, in our thoughts and prayers. Yes. He's a great man and I like him a lot.
0: Okay. So one more quick update. This was hit on last week um, by the international guys the Daniels, the Daniels, um, the new young women's presidency started first week of August. Um, as we know, that is Emily Bell Freeman. Yes. And her, her counselors, they talked about that last week. This was interesting also though, that has come out in the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And they talked quite a bit, a lot about, um, is there a conflict of interest with her? Because she is, she, a very well-established um, Instagram, social media, author. YouTube author. She's yes. a Deseret book. She's she's a pretty famous um
1: People LDS, knew who yes. she
0: was very, before she got called. LDS speaker. And this is her business. Yes. Like, like And so we had talked about this before yes. too, when she first got called, like, how is this going to work? This is kind of different than usual, at least for a young women's. I think we've seen it occasionally yeah. with, um, general authorities, but typically they're called as general authorities and then later they write books. Yeah. Um, but she is opposite. She was well-established, um, her social media. So within the past couple of weeks, they have created a new young women's Instagram account. And I believe my, this is total speculation, but I'm like, Oh, this is, they have to do mm-hmm. this because they didn't have a young women's account no. before. They had a youth account for, uh, all you yes boys and gr- girls and now they have created and i should have looked to see if they created a new young men's one too i didn't
1: i you know i didn't look and didn't see look, but, but i would guess
0: they probably
1: have if well, they did for her you continue to talk and you, let me let you, me hop on instagram it and up. see if i can find it so
0: they created a new young women's account it's called young women worldwide on instagram i'm assuming it's also on facebook um, and I, my speculation you know, I is they did this. I haven't this.
1: seen it on Facebook. I think it's just Instagram. Oh, is it on just on Instagram. Instagram When one? you
0: think about the teenage girls, what teenage girls on Facebook? That's true. That might be a waste of time.
1: Uh, so, so the,
0: my speculation, our speculation is that this was done to separate it from her private account. Yes. Um, because her private account is where her business a lot of her business stuff is, um, her, her books, her courses, her teachings, which I'm assuming she will put on pause and not have as much time to do, but she's still got, you know, books she's selling that sell. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing this is like a separation, like let's keep the church separate from your business. Um, so that it's not so, you know, such gray area and so, so mixed up. So this is interesting. Her, I looked at her personal account has 164,000 followers. Okay. Um, on Instagram, this Young Women Worldwide account, new account, which I think just popped up last week.
1: It did. It popped up last uh, week. I saw it and I immediately followed it. It has 84,000 followers. Which that's a lot for one week. That's a lot for one week.
0: It's gaining. I think it will quickly overtake her personal account in numbers of followers. Not that she cares, but just an observation.
1: Well, and it has some really cool stuff on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, and that's the interesting thing about her. And I do think they've been moving this direction. Yes. Like the previous young woman's president was getting more and more, yeah. putting more and more out on social media. But uh sister Freeman is like a social media queen. Queen. Um, so this will come so naturally to her. Yeah. So, exactly.
1: Exactly. No. no, they just have like all sorts of good ideas on there for young women and mm-hmm. for, I mean, it is geared towards young women. But I also think if you're a young women leader, you're going to want to follow this as well, because it gives you ideas that then you can take to your young women. And I just checked under the same name that because hers is Young Women Worldwide. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, the church likes, likes branding consistency. I put right. in Young Men Worldwide. Nada. Oh, they haven't done it yet. Nothing. Interesting. Unless they're doing it under another name, which again, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense because you'd want to have that synergy of having, you know, one for the boys, one for the girls. And
0: maybe they won't do, like maybe the young men's present has no interest. Like this could be very driven by
1: her. Like I want my own account and um, because I'm going to post on this thing all the time. Exactly. (laughs) And I have a lot of Mm -hmm. thoughts on why the young men might not do that. First of all, I think Instagram is very driven by women. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I don't know a lot of teenage boys that are on the Insta. No, you know what? My teenage daughter has
0: quite a few of friends that are boys that are on Instagram, Okay, that's. but I don't know how regularly they're on it. Like they have accounts, but I don't think that their usage is anything compared to like her and her girlfriends.
1: Exactly. So I think Mm -hmm. that that's one thing is you don't have a lot of young men that are on there. And Mm -hmm. I think the second thing is, is you look at those young men leaders and they're like, Insta? Right. We have to post on Insta. <laughs> we have to come up with material for Instagram. I, I think that's probably just like way outside of their wheelhouse, right. and so uh, they would then have to bring in somebody to create, create and cultivate their right. social media. Because I am guessing, well, I am guessing that President Freeman probably has some help creating and cultivating her social media. I am guessing nothing gets posted without her stamp of approval right. and input. I think she's going to be much more involved than the previous
0: exactly people. And I also think just because of her background in social media, she comes off more natural. Yes, than the past young women. Yes, young women's president and the past president did great. I mean, yes. she was she was really. I was really starting to see a lot more videos of her just pop up. Yeah. In my feed, um, but it always does seem very scripted. Yes, it seems um, very scripted. So it? I will be really curious to see if Emily Bell Freeman is able to Kind of keep some of that more authentic feeling, or if I think she will. Or if
1: it will feel scripted. (laughs) No, I'm putting I'm putting my money Uh, on. She's not going to be scripted. She's going to be, you know, what we have seen from her before she got this calling is exactly who she's going to be with this calling. Yeah. Um, which I think is great because that's one of the things that I think is um gonna be so good for the teenage girls Mm -hmm. is she is so authentic Mm. and Kids, as you relatable. know, relatable. Yeah, yeah. They, they can see through. They can see through mm-hmm. somebody who's not authentic. And so I think that they'll really relate to her. Which I also think is hilarious because if you have
0: a teenager in your life who uses Instagram, you will know that their posts are so curated. Like, <laughs> like my teenage daughter <laughs> stresses about about what to post oh, more, gosh. like it is hysterical to me. Really? Your daughters do it too, because I have had a conversation with your oldest daughter about this many years ago, about how you can't post too much. You have to be very careful about the type of posts that you're doing. You really have to think about like, who do you want to see this? Are you okay Uh with this person seeing this? Are you okay with this being up here forever? (laughs) See, now this is interesting.
1: This is something she's telling her aunt, but not telling her mother because she knows her mother has no filter. And I don't think twice about anything I post on social media. (laughs) I mean, I'm just like, oh, I want to post this. It's fun. And I post it. No,
0: the teens these days are very careful, which I suppose is a good thing. It's a good thing. Because you don't want them to be, you know... My Post, husband probably posting, wishes I was
1: more careful posting
0: things that are gonna like
1: lose a job for them or a, exactly. few, a future job. Exactly. <laughs> Better that way than the other. But true. Anyway, it's just funny. True. True. All right. Well, that will be a very interesting Instagram account to follow. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, all right. Let's touch on those deadly fires that are oh, in Maui. This
0: is so this, sad. This I just is think so sad. I just think every. Everybody in America just has like such a special place in their heart for Hawaii, but yeah. I think especially in the Western United States. Exactly. That's where we vacation. That's where you go instead of Florida. Yeah, you don't go to Florida, <laughs> well, we, you go to go, Hawaii. We go to Florida too, but I just- Why? Everybody I know is just heartbroken over yeah. this. It is. Yeah. devastating.
1: Well, and you don't think of of wildfires on a tropical no, island. It's kind of shocking. Like you it's think like, of wildfires in our
0: dried how, out forests how in the did west and it's shocking and then it's also really eye-opening to how scary that would be to be on an island in an emergency
1: situation. Exactly. Like, and that's your options are very limited. And that is exactly what they mm-hmm. what they are finding out. So I've got two different stories tonight. There was a story that was released on the church news yesterday uh, that talked about um, just what they knew, which was, first of all, all of the missionaries were safe and accounted for on Maui and all of the other islands. Mm-hmm. There were 500 church members that had evacuated as of Thursday morning. They had opened up, um, all of the, not the, not the buildings in the town that was destroyed. Lahaini, L- L- is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Lahaina. L- Hain- L- L- Hain- L- Hain- L- Lahaina. L- L- so mm-hmm. there, I, there's a couple of buildings in Lahaina. The buildings in Lahaina, were not damaged, mm-hmm. but they are, I don't believe they are being opened for uh, evacuation centers oh, right the, now. The church buildings, the yeah. church buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other church buildings on the Island that they have opened up and they are using those for places mm-hmm. that people can evacuate. Well, then tonight, before we did the podcast, I hopped on church news cause I always like to do that right before we podcast just to see, um, if there's any breaking mm-hmm. news we need to cover. And today, tonight at at about six thirty, uh the church released a statement that four members of a Latter-day Saint family died as a result of the fires on the island. Um and Elder Mark Bragg, he's the authority, General Authority 70 for the North American West region, said that the family appears to have died as a result of trying to escape the flames in their car. Aww. So I know there were a lot of people that mm-hmm. died in their cars because there just was this big traffic jam You're and the flames, stuck. Yeah. the flames were coming. Um, the church news is not naming the family at this particular time, but that, that, that Is just very, very sad. So I suspect in the coming days that we will be seeing the uh, Mormons helping hands, or at least Mm -hmm. the yellow shirts come out, uh, because this same article talked about, again, how the church is organizing and getting relief supplies there, and they intend to help with the cleanup. Mm -hmm. And so I suspect that probably members from other islands will travel over there and Kind of help with the cleanup, mm. and like I said, we'll we'll see those yellow shirts appear. Yes, and the question is: is are they stuck in a closet in somebody's closet in the uh, stake center? There, I don't know. <laughs> Since you talked about that once on your podcast, well, that's right? We had
0: boxes of them in our stake center. <laughs> exactly. Closet.
1: Anyway, pray for the people in Hawaii yes. too. So, all right. Another quick update: the Cody Temple. Last time when I podcasted with Sarah, Mm -hmm. I talked about how the church had filed a lawsuit. So the Temple and Cody had gone before the Planning and Zoning Commission. They had a quorum there that night. So they were able to vote. And the vote was, I think the vote was, was three to one. Um, but they, but they have seven members on their commission and they only had four members Mm -hmm. there anyway. So the, the president who had voted against the temple had said, oh, this is an invalid vote or invalid vote Mm -hmm. because we don't have a quorum of the full seven members here. Okay. And the church uh, filed a lawsuit saying, no, 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 no. That is not what your, what your code says. (laughs) Well, um, cooler heads have prevailed mm-hmm. and the, they went back to the planning and zoning commission. And I, it seems like they probably had all their people there this time mm-hmm. and they, they entered into a compromise. And one of the things they're compromising on is darker lighting on the temple. Uh, they are going to reduce their tower from 100 feet to 85 feet it took three votes but the board finally approved their plan and so the final vote included the mitigations that it had talked about such as lighting Mm -hmm. Um, but it didn't it didn't reduce the height of the steeple but the church did verbally say they would reduce it to 85 feet so we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens so the bottom line is the church can submit a building plan they can break ground and they can begin construction on cody It doesn't address the lawsuit, but I am assuming since they have solved all their differences, the lawsuit will, if it has not already been dropped, will be dropped. All is well in Cody, Wyoming. All is well in Cody. They will get their temple. (laughs) All right. We're going to hit on some missionary stuff real quick. We have a couple of sad missionary stories and then we have a happy missionary story. Mm-hmm. So, there was a this this happened on August 2nd, this first story. There was a missionary from Tonga. He was serving in the Philippines. He was admitted to the hospital with a fever and pneumonia and he ended up passing away a short time later. Oh, so. so, sad. Very sad. Um, The cause of his symptoms and his death is being determined. So just keep his family in your prayers. And then the second story, there was a young man who lives in Miami, Florida, and he had traveled with his parents to Provo, Utah. They had driven across country from Miami Mm -hmm. to see family family in Provo. I can't can't even imagine how long that drive is. Anyway, while he is there in Provo, he gets his missionary call and he had always wanted to go to Japan. Uh, There were some family ties to Japan. I believe his father had gone to Japan Mm -hmm. and he had always wanted to go to Japan. So they scrambled to put together a Zoom call so that while he was there, he could open his mission call with the family that was there as Mm -hmm. well as on the Zoom call. And so he opens his mission call. Uh, He reads that he is... Uh, going to Tokyo, Japan, and then he collapses. This is so crazy. This is so crazy. So after he collapses, they try some life-saving efforts, and he ends up passing away. And it's just very sad. Um, they said that that his death was a medical in nature. It's not suspicious. Um, they're going to do an autopsy to determine the cause of death. He'd had a physical before his mission. Mm-hmm. He had no known medical right. conditions. And so the family was obviously, as you can imagine, very devastated. Um, They did do an interview with KSL and they said, instead of focusing on how he died, they're now trying to celebrate how he lived. They call him a gentle bear. Um, He was ready to go to work. And so they say, well, he's just going to go to work on the other side Mm. and we know where he's at. And they do say there's been a a big global outreach of people showing their love Mm. and they, they just really cannot comprehend anything everything. But this is what I thought that was really cool. Um, He's going to be buried with his mission tags. Now he had not received his mission Mm -hmm. tags yet because he had just got his call, but the church has made arrangements to get his mission tags to his family. So he can be buried with his mission tags. So I thought that was very, very sweet. So, all right, let's do a happy missionary story. Okay. There were three triplet brothers. That all went on their mission two years ago. Mm-hmm. Cole Ashworth went to Portland. Tanner Ashworth served in Tucson, and Brandon Ashworth served in Detroit, Michigan. They, I believe, they are from they are from Highland City, so they are from Utah County. And they did not all leave at the mm-hmm. same time, but um, pretty close. Pretty close. Two of them left on the same day, and then one of them left about five days mm-hmm. later. So as they're coordinating plans to return home, Tanner's mission president says, "Um, we need to coordinate this so that all three of you arrive home at the same time. Mm -hmm. So presumably he got in touch with church travel services and they all arrived at the Salt Lake city airport within 30 minutes of Mm -hmm. each other. And so they obviously probably had phones because they did not go out to meet their parents until they were all together. Mm -hmm. So the first two brothers went and finally met the third brother and they just said that when they were reunited just as brothers mm-hmm. without their parents, that this was just incredible because prior to their mission, they'd only spent like a week or two apart. Mm-hmm and so then they they came down into the waiting area and the family got to see all three sons at the same time and I just thought that was really mm-hmm. cool and then their mother said the funniest thing this is such a mom thing she said her next project is getting her triplets off to college she said I signed them up all for the same classes because it was easier but I did tell them that they don't have to match like when they were in elementary school they can wear their own outfits <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> I'm like, that is such a mom going I am yes. not going to figure out what y'all want to do y'all are just going to take general generals (laughs) Generals for the semester and you can all be in the same classes together (laughs) can you imagine having three out at once i can't imagine having three out at once how do you coordinate your monday telephone calls i know and your emails maybe just a big group email (laughs) yeah i don't know
0: (laughs) because you don't want to write three different emails no or three different kids. Although maybe people aren't even emailing much anymore. Now they can call. Yeah.
1: I, you know, maybe I they could FaceTime and all get on together. You know, I know <laughs> that, you know, the FaceTime mm-hmm. thing came about when my daughter, uh, about halfway through her mission. And mm-hmm. yeah, the emails dropped off radically after the ability to FaceTime and call her mm-hmm. was, was an option. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. This next story
0: Fascinates me. Okay, this is just put out by the church news info about a church event um, that is happening currently, still in the process of happening. So in they Utah, had,
1: they had the kickoff concert last yes. weekend, and it's still going. It's on. still going. So this church oh, event, I did not know is. A, I heard about the kickoff. Yes. Conference. No. There. There is more. So there is
0: more. This event is putting being put on in Utah, like Salt Lake City. Okay. It's called Together in Christ, and it is a massive. Con, uh, conference slash concert for young single adults. So this would be out of high school. And 18 up. to 30. Yeah. So um, the the event kicked off with a concert
1: and the concert had One Republic. Yeah. And it That's was like in a, the Delta Center. Yeah, because I think originally, uh-huh. I can't remember where they planned it for originally, but they sold so many tickets yeah. that they moved it to the Delta Center. Yeah.
0: So, so One Republic and then they also had Jordan Sparks and Jordan, the Jordan Smith. Smith. I don't know who Jordan Smith is. I
1: don't know who Jordan
0: Smith is. I do know who Jordan Sparks okay. is. I wonder if he's another American Idol guy. I'm well, not sure. I should here. have looked this up. You 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 talk about it. You and I'll figure look it out up who right Jordan quick. Smith is. Anyways, uh, so this concert is not like a church. This was the kickoff event. This is not like a church concert per se, although they did say that Jordan Sparks and Jordan Smith sang like um some church songs at the beginning, but I mean, One Republic is not singing yeah. church songs, but they did sing like some primary songs, um, which makes
1: me think that maybe, um, Jordan Smith is does have church ties, okay. yeah. Because you know what? I think uh-huh. the article said that he did a new rendition of, um, was it a primary uh, song, yes, okay. Like, I'm trying to be like Jesus, oh, yeah, is yeah. what he did. So, yes, he must be a member. Yes. And then um, they also had
0: like some dancers from the Cougarettes there that performed. There was a drone light show. uh, So that was throughout the event. And then, of course, the headliner was Uh One Republic. I had to do some research because I was like, One Republic? Do they have LDS ties? I was very confused by this because this is not something that we do. Yes. Like, we do not bring in rock bands no. for church events. No. This has a very, like, mega church vibe to me. It really does. <laughs> like That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, this is different from what we've done. So, no, One Republic does not have LDS ties, although the lead singer is Christian, and he's been, like, a Christian his whole life and is very open about being
1: Christian. Okay. I just looked up Jordan Smith. Uh-huh. This is very interesting. It... If I'm, if I'm getting the right Jordan Smith, let me look here. Let me just double check. Yes, that's him. I saw the picture. So he, I don't believe he is LDS. He is Christian Mm -hmm. and he pastors at a church called, um, worship pastors at, of near church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Interesting. So he must have just really liked that. I'm trying to be like Jesus song. Interesting. I or maybe they
0: maybe they asked him to do. Maybe it. they asked
1: him to sing it. Um. Very interesting.
0: Is that the same one?
1: No, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. It's 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 the same one. Because look, there's a picture of him right there. Okay, that that's does the same guy. Look like the same guy. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh. So anyway. Oh, and he was on the Voice. Oh, he was on the Voice. Okay. okay. I, I knew. I was like, this has to be a star of a you know, singing show or something. Okay, So they got new Republic. So So they got one Republic or one Republic. They had this giant concert. Um, They talked, it said that there were some videos in the middle of the concert. One of them um, talked about the loneliness felt among young adults um, and talked about uh, that 61% of young adults suffer from feeling lonely. And it said a portion of the crowd's bracelets began glowing orange. And the narrator of the video Asked those who wore the glowing bracelets to raise their hand. And that represented the percentage of attendees who fall into that statistic. That is mind-blowing. I know. I was like, this is a very high-tech concert they're running. I know. They can make your bracelet glow orange. This is quite the production. But apparently, this is only the beginning. Okay. um, Because this event is – this was the kickoff event for this Gather Together Okay, is the name of the whole – YSA conference. So, and I was also curious about pricing. Okay. Like, is this free? Is this? So I did some research. Apparently, this was a $50 ticket that included all of the events, which included a concert, a dance, a fun run. And then um, a whole bunch of other events that are tied together on this conference coming up on August 19th. These are spread out like throughout the week. Okay. Well, the concert, the dance and the fun run sold out very quickly. Okay. um, Like reached capacity. So then they dropped the ticket price to $25. So, those who couldn't go to the concert because it was sold out could get a twenty-five dollar ticket and go to the rest of the events. Oh. Now let me tell you what the rest of these events okay, are. I'm I am you piqued my curiosity. <laughs> the dance and the fun run were happening over this week, but okay. coming up on August nineteenth is this gather together conference, which okay. is like the culminating the big event. Um it's a day long. It is at the Salt Lake Convention Center. Okay. They're serving a meal. Okay. Um there are many things going on. They're having like these 30-minute TED style speakers. Okay. Like 30-minute TED talks, but they're all like church people, yes. like former, you know, members of young women's and yeah. young men's presidencies, that type of thing. Um, they are doing a service project, a massive service project for the food bank of Utah food bank, okay. like putting together meal kits and stuff. Uh, they have an ancient tabernacle set up and they will be doing a tour. Ooh. We've talked about that on here before. Cause my steak
1: mm. likes to do that. Now, did they, now the question is, <laughs> did they create their own ancient tabernacle? Did or they Did borrow they borrow it from a steak. They go, knock, 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 Meridian steak, Meridian? North. They might have. There, Can we borrow your tabernacle? There's another steak in
0: Southern California that has their own.
1: Oh. Um anyway. I'm not even gonna ask how you
0: know that. Because <laughs> we borrowed it one time. Oh, <laughs> when we deemed ours not appropriate enough. I don't know why. Like, we have our own, but we borrowed one from the Southern California people. Maybe mm. theirs was better. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, they are having life coaching from licensed therapists. Which is crazy. Is on the spread of events okay. for this day. I know I was like, Life coaching? We're, Dang. We're I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Yes. I'm all for it. I I'm think just these like, are
1: all things that young adults need. These
0: are just new things but that it we is so never saw in our But it is so culturally day. out of the it's, box. It's very forward thinking.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: the BYU Dunk Team and like a karaoke contest. Uh, so, those are some of the events happening on August 19th at the Salt Lake Convention Center. So, also,
1: this article said... Do you said, think we can get tickets and pass for being between 18 and 30? <laughs> we need to do some investigative reporting. So, oh. Exactly. Press. We need press passes for TWIM. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll call up Kurt and say, Kurt, can you get us some press we, passes we just for TWIM? We need to observe. I really want to go check out the life coaches. <laughs> I'm just so curious. curious. I'm fascinated by that.
0: I'm really fascinated by that. So, Anyway, this is just... I'm kind of blown away. I mean... I appreciate it. This is a it. big deal. This is a big deal. And they are – I mean, we've never had anything like this yes. in our area. I think this is the first they've ever done like this in Salt Lake, I'm assuming. Yes. But they did quote someone in the article um, who was at the concert um, who was from Sweden, and he said that they did one there, um, that they had a church-sponsored conference for YSA oh. in the Nordic countries. Okay. Now, I'm assuming theirs probably didn't have one republic, but – Similar, maybe not on the scale, but yeah. Uh, he, but he said it felt similar to this. Yeah. So this is maybe a new thing they're mm. trying out. I don't know. It makes sense because that is a demographic of our church that we are losing quickly. Yes. So this feels like okay. Let's put our money
1: where our mouth is, and, and let's do. Let's come to them, and so and they're coming to them in mm-hmm. a way that speaks to them. Right. That is what is so interesting yes. about it. Yes. In very. Outside the box, outside the mm-hmm. realm of kind of what, you know, what we're used to. What we've to. done in the past. Which again yeah. is why, you know, if you if you listen to Matt and Melissa, mm-hmm. they go big deal, little deal, no deal. Sorry. Big deal. This, <laughs> this deal. So, is a huge so big deal. So now we will be
0: anxiously awaiting to see if the Boise area gets i know like i'm sure it would be on a
1: smaller scale because we have way way fewer ysas here exactly well and it sounds like this was open to anybody Mm -hmm. so if you wanted to travel down there you could travel down there and participate in this because clearly the guy from sweden went right so he might be there for school who knows knows?
0: but uh very very interesting yes okay okay what's next
1: uh barbie you have oh, that. I've you got that ha- you've got the barbie story we gotta talk barbie we love barbie we've we've seen it twice now we but have together both, both times now, and we adored it i could go back and see it again the <laughs> pink in it the, the the visual of this movie is so pretty it's so it's pretty eye candy the visual the messages i feel like her
0: clothes the messages just hit home yeah. for so many women i've s- talked to so many friends who were like i cried it spoke to me it like just like really summed up like a lot of things yes. that it is to be a woman. Exactly. Like lots of pressures and things that we exactly that we have, but it also was funny and cute. And anyway, so a couple things uh LDS adjacent to, to, do, movie. to do with the Barbie movie. So Mormon Land, uh, which is the regular podcast from the Salt Lake Tribune. Um they had an edition this week where they talked about
1: Did you listen to it? I've listened to part of it. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of it, but they did an edition this week where they, where they are talking about the Barbie movie and the person that they have on there, this Rachel Ruckert Uh is from the exponent two, I believe. Okay. And she is talking about an an article that was written and published on the exponent Two, where the author had gone through. And this was so hilarious. Had taken some quotes from conference talks Uh and anytime it was referring to the men she put in Ken and anytime it was referring to the women she put in Barbie Mm -hmm. and it it was very poignant let's just put it that way okay so the and they also talked about how
0: some have compared Barbie's journey to echoing the biblical Garden of Eden story Exactly, it's a bit of a reach whatever (laughs) it's fine I I don't know I, w- I would love to someone to ask Greta Gerwig. Did you mean this to be this? I don't think well, she did
1: exactly. And so but, then <laughs> it makes you wonder because she is a very thoughtful writer. Mm-hmm. Is, she, is she and she's left a lot of Easter mm-hmm. eggs in this movie. Oh yeah. Is this is this an allegory mm-hmm. that she intended, or is it just something that's come up? Right, because you, you know, can interpret it so many ways. You can interpret mm-hmm. it so many ways, and. Neither one would surprise me. Mm-hmm. It would. She's such a brilliant she's very, writer. She's very clever. It would well. not surprise me if she said, yes, this mm-hmm. is an allegory. It also wouldn't surprise me if she went, well, I never thought of that. But now that you mentioned it.
0: <laughs> sure. Might as well. Okay. So the other article also by the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, this was by Gordon Monson. He said the Barbie movies message for LDS women and men. Um, I love this was super interesting. Okay. He was pretty blunt in just saying, Hey, there are some really important messages in this movie, particularly for LDS people. You know, he just talked about the patriarchy, and obviously in the LDS system, we are still very much living in a patriarchal system. That's how we're set up. And you know we're trying slowly
1: to to you know, I mean, there there have been strides that have been made in the last few years. If you if you if you look at it, in a, in a short segment, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem that far, but if you look at it in, you know, as opposed to the last 40 years, we've made progress. Right.
0: Anyway, he talks about how, you know, some women, this is really difficult for them in the church. Some don't mind as much, like they're cool. It's, it's fine. We all have our different experiences. Um, so he acknowledges that, but, um, but then he just acknowledges some of the deep rooted, Patriarchy that we do have, you know, the yeah. fact that it's just unavoidable, like the fact that uh young women are always interviewed by a man from the earliest yes. stage for worthiness, etc. Um, the the modesty messages we get about our bodies yes. and temples and and um and then just again in leadership, you know, he acknowledges that like men and women in leadership. Have clashes. Men and men in leadership have clashes. True. but in the men and women situation, it's always a man that gets the final say in rock paper scissors. <laughs> so, anyway, he just acknowledged that and kind of relates it back to the Barbie movie. And then he also relates uh, to the Barbie movie that you know this struggle that we have within our culture for perfection that was addressed in the Barbie movie. It was okay. That's what I loved about it. They addressed so many themes. Exactly, like, there were so many things yes. they they addressed. They addressed the fact that Barbie, like, is has you know Perfect. a conflicted past yes. with like presenting this yeah. image of perfection for women. They they addressed all of that, and um, so he talked about that and how that always also can relate to us in our culture. Anyway, it was an interesting article, a fun
1: little read. I read the best essay this week, and this Uh is not Mormon related at all. But one of my favorite lines from the movie is when Barbie is talking to her creator, the lady uh who created her. And uh, the lady who created her, who is played by Rhea, Rhea Perlman, says to Barbie, We mothers stand still. So that our daughters can Ugh. see how far they've come. I love that quote. It made me cry. I absolutely love that mm-hmm. quote. And I need to go back and find this essay because I need to send it to you. It was literally the best mm-hmm. essay on, or, uh, that I've seen on that quote. And, mm-hmm. and it was, I guess it was so poignant for me because I look at the life that our mother had and the choices that our mother had. She was born in 1943. Mm-hmm. And so she was very much raised with the, I mean, there was never, it, it, it never really was an option or mm-hmm. she didn't have as many choices. And so she did, you know, the typical LDS thing and she went to college and she never graduated and she met her dad and mm-hmm. she was a stay at home mom and she had side gigs. And I, I truly, she was very happy that is what she wanted to do. And she was very happy. But I, I look at, you know, where we are, you know, you and I today Mm and our lives. And I mean, just even you as a, as a, you know, I, I work and I always have, and you as a stay at home mom, the things that you do that are so like our mother never would have done, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, um, you know, just Mm -hmm. for whatever choice you make, how, how far apart that is, um, because of the base right. that our mother gave us. Right. Well, my
0: middle daughter, she's nine. Uh-huh. She heard, uh, my husband and I were talking about this article yes. around the house tonight. Cause I yes. had just read it and he hasn't seen the movie yet. Um, but he will. And she heard us talking about it. She said, what's patriarchy? because <laughs> she heard us discussing. Yes. And so it was right before bed. And so we sat down and we explained to her what patriarchy was. She had no idea. And so yeah. we were trying to explain it like in little kid, yeah. kid terms. And I was just kind of telling her, you know, we were just telling her how we have come so far and we're very yeah. lucky. And I was, I was telling her like, look, you know, my grandma couldn't own a credit card. Yeah. Like couldn't have a house yeah. in her name. And even before her, like – Her mom couldn't couldn't vote. Like we're pointing these things out to her and her eyes just got so wide and like,
1: oh, like Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so every every generation is like mm -hmm. that because I just like what you said, I think if our mother were to look backwards Mm -hmm. towards her mother, she would see how far she came. Likewise, Mm -hmm. where we're standing and looking forward where our daughters are headed.
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: that was kind of the essence of this essay Mm -hmm. that I read that I was like, oh, that is so good. I just really appreciated it because that literally was my favorite quote from the movie. Yeah. Aside from all the pink in the movie, I loved (laughs) all the pink in the movie. I really did. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. All right. Oh, you have the next one too. Oh, I got the next one too. Okay. This article was
0: so interesting. This was on by common consent. It was by the author is Laura. And she did her own unscientific study of um, how much clothing out there is garment friendly. Like this is a common complaint, right? By yes. us women as members of the church, it is hard to find garment friendly clothing. Yes. Especially in the summer. (laughs) So she decided she was going to just do her own
1: quick little study. And I loved what she did. I I mean, it is so not scientific, but yet it is kind of scientific. But it's
0: like, this is so like, I love that she's trying to break it down and give us some numbers. Exactly. So she went to Macy's, she got on the Macy's website, put in all kinds of filters on dresses. She said, I'm going to do a dress because that's a one piece outfit that, you know, we wear quite a bit throughout the summer. So she searches dresses Um that there were like eight thousand. There were like
1: eighty one hundred dresses. Eighty one
0: hundred dresses on the Macy's website. And then she like filters which dresses have sleeves and like come to the knee. And like she's she's slowly chiseling it away. Yes. And then she has to filter those ones because there are a lot of dresses that have sleeves and come to the knee, but you still can't wear with garments. Yes. (laughs) There's cutouts, there's low backs, there's low fronts. So then there's off the shoulder. So then she's filtering, filtering, filtering. So she comes up with some statistics. She finally gets it down to 218 dresses of the 2,216 dresses that were like in her
1: initial filter. Um, no, I, I that think that right? no, no, her initial filter was 1,956 dresses uh, that, um, could be worn without showing any of the garment fabric or without showing any of the garments. Okay.
0: So, and then she also
1: filtered, um, formal dresses. Yeah. And her final number from the 1,956, they were, they were knee length and had sleeves. Uh, she got down to 619 dresses, which she said represented 8%. 8% of the total. Of the total selection. Okay. So yes,
0: 8% of the total 8,000 dresses on Macy's websites um, could be worn with garments. But then she looks at formal then she gowns. she looks at formal gowns, and this is going to not shock anybody, 4%. Yeah. 4% of the formal gowns could be wear with, worn with garments. And she kind of, you know, she acknowledges she it's not scientific because garments fit everybody differently, yes. but she was kind of just kind of going in general the way garments yeah. fit. So um, it was super interesting to see it broken down by the numbers. It really was. Um, 8%. That's not a lot. It isn't. (laughs) And Macy's is a fairly conservative- Exactly. dress site, which is why she picked them. Yes. Knowing that they're fairly conservative, it's not like a, you know, geared towards young- Yeah. teenagers who maybe- Well,
1: and Macy's has customers that span the ages. And Mm -hmm. so she wasn't just looking, she was looking at at petite, plus size, and regular size. So, I mean, she was looking literally at every dress on their site. You know, one of the things that I found so interesting is she was looking for dresses that wouldn't show any of the garment material, whether it was, you know, the length at the bottom Mm -hmm. or the sleeves. And I found that so funny because y'all can't see it unless you're watching the video right now, but I have a dress on right now and it's a summer dress. And Mm -hmm. ironically, it's one that I got at Macy's like several years ago and it has a deep V-neck in it. And... Um, you know, if I, if I, if, if I wasn't wearing garments, I mean, you'd be seeing my bra and everything would be hanging out. But what you do see is a little bit of my garment top. So it looks like I'm wearing a t-shirt. I thought you, I thought you were wearing like a little, um, tank top. Under. No, this is, oh. this is the top of my garment. And so I have a lot of V-necks uh-huh. that I wear. Your dress wouldn't have passed. My, this dress <laughs> would not have passed her test, but I feel perfectly comfortable with this dress and I feel perfectly comfortable with right. the type of garment I'm wearing that looks like I have a t-shirt on underneath and I do This don't, is one of the newer ones. This is one of the newer you ones. You can't tell it's a garment and I and mm-hmm. I don't feel, I don't I feel like I thought you were wearing Mars a little cami with my garments. So, wow. so anyway, <laughs> in fact, that's one of the things that I liked mm-hmm. about the newer ones is because you right. could wear it. Well, the guys have always done that. You can see exactly it, like when they unbutton. Their top exactly. You could, you could and- wear yeah. it and it would mm-hmm. look like a t-shirt. So you wouldn't, or a cami. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. have to put another layer on because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's my beef in the summer. Nobody wants fewer another layers. layers. So,
0: okay. So follow up to her article. She wrote another article kind of following up about whose fault is this in the fashion industry, in, is it the fashion industries or is it our fault for yes. being whiny? Uh, We're going to talk about that
1: a little bit more in our Patreon Patreon content, which we'll record after this. Exactly. So if you're, if you haven't had enough mm-hmm. of our analysis on this, go become a Patreon subscriber and hear what more we have to say. All right. I'm going to throw down just a couple of really quick things before we get to Mormons behaving badly. Uh, The Chosen season four is going to premiere in theaters just like it did for season three. They are expecting the release to be sometime in January or February of 2024. Okay. Uh, And one last thing I'm going to throw down real quick. You may recall James Huntsman. He sued the church trying to get his tithing money back. Uh, the, the district court or excuse me, the district court in Utah granted the motion for summary judgment from the church and threw the lawsuit out. He appealed that to the U S ninth circuit court. And by a two to two to one vote, they reversed the lower court's decision. They didn't reverse it in its entirety, but they're sending part of it back to the district court. Uh, his contention is that he was misled, thinking that his tithing money was going to go to humanitarian efforts. And he believes his tithing money went to uh, build city Creek. And so that's, that's the heart of the issue. So still fighting in court, if still fighting in court. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear more about it. All right. So we move on to uh, Mormon's behaving badly. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do two things. First of all, I'm going to do a super quick update to the Lori Vallow trial. Uh, last time that I podcasted with Sarah, Lori was set to be sentenced the following Monday. So she was sentenced, and she chose to speak at her sentencing, which is wild. It was wild. I think we were all shocked that, like, what she's going to speak. Uh, well, I wasn't Did surprised. You know was speak? I, 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 she, I knew she had an option to speak. I wasn't surprised because it seemed to me like all during the trial, she was like, I have a message. Mm-hmm. I want to say something. She's holding it in. I, and, mm-hmm. I, and my lawyers won't let me. And so she spoke and it literally, it, it was, it, I, I it was have, bananas. It was bananas. Mm-hmm. I have no words. First of all, she says that nobody was murdered. She says that um, people, accidental deaths happen, suicides happen, fatal effects from medication happen. So she's refusing to acknowledge that the kids were murdered. She says the kids have visited her. They're in the spirit world. They're great. She's had a visit with Christ. She's all good. Um, She goes, her statement has so much church theology intertwined in it that it just was kind of the icing on the cake for this trial That made us all look slightly crazy. Mm -hmm. So it was not great. Anyway, I, I have just have one final thing to say, Chad, please, please plead guilty. Please spare us, please, please spare us and just plead guilty. Um, Oh, I do have one more thing to say. Sorry. What's that? That was interesting. That came out of the sentencing. Um, Tammy's uh, parents had victim witness victim impact statements. Mm -hmm. At least her father did because we found out that her mother had passed away in June Mm -hmm. as well as Tammy's aunt and Tammy's sister. Mm -hmm. And I've always kind of wondered, you know, what is their relationship with Chad's kids? Mm -hmm. It was very interesting from their statements at sentencing that Chad's kids have cut off all ties with them because I didn't read about that. uh, Presumably, Chad's kids have been defending him all along Wow. and clearly Tammy's parents are not defending Chad. And so I thought that that was very interesting because they talk about the loss of not only Tammy, but the okay. loss of these grandchildren
0: that Aww. they now don't
1: have a relationship with. I thought that was just that sad. so very sad. All right. So I have a very interesting Mormon's behaving badly story. Um, it's interesting. It's sad. I don't, I, I, This is a weird story. It is a weird story. So you may have heard that the FBI this week shot and killed a gentleman in Utah, which is a bit unusual. Usually the Mm. FBI is not out there killing people. But this particular gentleman, his name was Craig Robertson, and he lived in Provo. And he had, over the course of the last few years, been making numerous threats towards Biden- uh, towards prosecutors who were prosecuting Trump, uh, he cons- told local people too. It sounded like, right? Um, not to any local mm. people. These were all national people that he was making threats to. Um, he considered himself a Trump, a MAGA, a MAGA Trumper. And Biden was coming to Salt Lake this week, and these. I'm not going to go into specific details about the threats, but his threats were very specific about things he'd like to see. Very angry Mm -hmm. threats, lots of threats of violence. The FBI had been out talking to him in March and, uh, he told the FBI, well, don't come back again unless you have a warrant. He had a cache of guns. Um, they did end up getting a warrant for him based on all of these social media posts that, uh, were just, really kind of very, very angry and contained Mm -hmm. lots of threats of violence. They asked him to come out. He did not come out. He pointed a gun at them. At least that's what the story is at this point in time and ended up fatally shot. He was a member of the church. His neighbors all came out and said, what a sweet, nice old guy. A lot of them had no idea what this guy was posting on Facebook. Um, did not, you know, knew that he was very patriotic and whatnot. Um, their FBI is getting a little backlash because he was an older gentleman. He was Mm -hmm. overweight. He walked with a cane. They were like, is he really a threat? Right. Could you have used a different method? Could you have used a different method? You know, that will, that Mm -hmm. will be, have to be explored later on. But, um, brother Robinson, maybe needed to go read president Nelson's talk on being Mm -hmm. a peacemaker yeah yeah this so, is so it's
0: this just like was such an interesting story yes. um, and I just wonder what will come of this the involvement of social media is this like feels like new territory right exactly, and I know we're still sorting through this, even though social media has been around for a while. What can you say? What can't you say exactly?
1: Um, because there are a lot of, mm -hmm. uh, extreme right people who point to statements that Madonna made about blowing up the white house Mm -hmm. when Trump was in, uh, Kathy Griffin, you may remember, she had a severed head of Trump that she Mm -hmm. was carrying around and other celebrities that have really made kind of a one-time statement, not Mm -hmm. continuous. This was continuous every single day. He was on a watch list. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, you know, where, where where do you draw the line? Is it number? Is it content? Is right. it ability? Uh, because people do have First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. You can certainly disagree politically with either party. But I think that goes back to what President uh, Oaks has been trying to say is, can we have a civil discourse? Right. Can we discuss this civilly? Do we really need to bring in threats of violence yeah. when we are disagreeing with yeah. people? Yeah. so. so. Okay. All right. Should we Sh- talk about favorite sure. things? Sure. Let's do
0: our favorite okay. things. Let's okay. Let's do our favorite things. You go first. My favorite thing this month was a movie that I just happened upon accidentally. We were supposed to take our kids to a water park on Tuesday, and we backed out because we were cold and we were babies. So to make it up to them, we told them we would take them to a $5 movie. And gotta,
1: love, gotta love $5 Tuesday. The
0: movie that happened to be at the theater at the time we wanted to go was actually a movie done by the original cast of Studio C. I have heard about this. It is called Go West. And I didn't even know it was going to come to Idaho. Yeah. I had seen it maybe once online and it looked like one of those Utah movies that yeah. are only in Utah. But it was in one of the theaters here. Oh. It's called Go West. It's a spoof on pioneers, not Mormon pioneers, just, just pioneers, I, pioneers in general. Because if you've watched Studio C before, you know that they don't put like religious stuff in their jokes. It's They're more just general yes. for the general Public. Anyway, this was the original cast of Studio C, who my kids loved. They watched them for years and years. Okay, so they were probably really into this movie. Yeah, they were excited. They thought it was pretty funny. Anyway, it was very silly, very Studio C uh-huh. silly on brand. Um, lots of jokes about dysentery uh-huh. and, like pioneer ailments. Yeah, but it was actually pretty funny and very cute for families. So
1: good. So was the theater packed? Were there a lot of people seeing? It? Um, no, it huh. was. It was not because it hasn't got. <laughs> it has not gotten a ton of buzz. I did see an article uh-huh. on it this week. Yeah, um, but I haven't seen anything more than that. No, it wasn't very yeah. packed. I'm sure it'll be out on video soon. I don't think it'll last long in the theaters at okay. all. But. I would watch it again. It was cute. Well, you know what? Maybe on Five Dollar uh-huh. Tuesday this yeah. week, I'll have to drag my husband to it. Yeah, I think you. See, I think he'd like he, it. He because mm-hmm. he wishes he was born to be eighteen hundred. So he probably think this was. Oh, hilarious. I think he'd think it was funny. Yeah. Okay. So here is my favorite thing this week. I I brought an empty can to show those of you who are on video. It is a drink called I call it Poppy, Poppy. and this is a this is ginger lime. It is a prebiotic soda. There is another one, another brand called Olipop that oh, is also... I've tried the Olipop. I did not like it. See, that's what first got me addicted is oh. when I was, I was down in Utah a couple weeks ago uh-huh. for the weekend... Uh, for the my for our brother's baby shower. And so my daughter Lauren and I went to the big Costco down there mm-hmm. and they were test driving Olipop. I'd never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. I took mm-hmm. a drink of it and they were test driving the fruit punch and I was like, Wow, I kinda like this. Well, I've never tried the fruit punch though. and maybe I tried so the whole flavor. Lauren said, You've never tried this, Mom? And I was like, mm-hmm. No. And she's like, Oh, this is a drink that makes you poop. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> I am old. I need that in my life. I am all about how can I get fiber into my diet. Does it really? It really does. That is the purpose. Like You're not supposed to drink like more than one can a day. That's why it's called poppy? That's why it's called poppy. And that's poppy. why you call it poopy. And
0: our, I did not know that. And Olipop also has yes. prob- I didn't know. I just thought it was a healthy soda. Yeah, and I tried I it know. one time and it tasted very LaCroix to me. And I, I don't do so, LaCroix. <laughs> so
1: Lauren said, Mom, you've got to try the grape. Mm-hmm. So the next day we went and got a grape. I thought the grape was okay, but I really liked the fruit punch better which is surprising because i'm not really okay well well, maybe i tried the wrong flavor so i Mm. saw these at winco because they're kind of pricey yeah they're like two dollars and 25 to two dollars and 50 cents a can well winco this week had these for a buck 48 okay so i tried a couple of them i stocked up on them um I they do taste a little bit like sparkling soda and I know mm-hmm. you're not a big sparkling soda fan um to me I think they taste a little better than sparkling soda mm-hmm. uh so I really liked it and like I said it's a fun way for me to get fiber in my diet because as I have warned you since you are younger than me <laughs> this too will happen to you oh, when you get old and crusty goodness. like your sister okay how much fibers in one can um, it doesn't tell you doesn't how much. Tell you. It doesn't you, tell you. You, you just how much know fiber. it's
0: in there because it works. Yes, because okay. it
1: works. And I have not been brave enough to try two, but from everything I've read online, they're like, oh, yeah, don't drink two, don't drink two. <gasps>
0: they're like those. Remember when they came out with those potato chips that were like fat free or whatever. And they were like, don't eat too many.
1: (laughs) Yes. I don't remember that. I just remember like sugar-free candy, like gummy bears. You're not supposed to eat too many of those or life will not end well for you. So yes, that's my favorite thing. Okay. I'll have to try it. All right. Well, Twim Nation, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, As always, you can find us on all the social media. You can find Twim on Twitter on Facebook, on Instagram. Ariane will slap up our favorite things oh, on yes, our on twin our- Sisters Instagram mm-hmm. account. So if you want to see what they look like and see links, you can do that. Uh, If you want to be a Patreon supporter, log on to Patreon, pledge a couple bucks a month and you'll get the extra content. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send those to contact at thisweekinmormons.com. All right. Thanks for listening.